This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany, and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cole, and we are in for a treat today. We have beauty and lifestyle expert and founder of the Glam Agency, Melissa Hibbert. Melissa, thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Welcome. I'm excited to have this conversation with you and a little backstory. I'm like looking at my camera. I hope you notice I'm not as shiny today. So we did a little little consultation and uh, she helped me with my beauty, some beauty tips. So I'm excited to, to have you share today. You look amazing. And that lip color, you know, red is my favorite lip. So (laughs) you look great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your story. I'm sure we have some, some listeners that are like, Melissa Hibbert, I think I know that name. I Uh definitely know that face. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and just a little bit about your, your career story. Yeah, you know, um, I was born on the island of Jamaica. I always love mentioning that because I am a full-on Jamaican girl to the heart, even though I may not have an accent anymore. Uh, immigrated here and um, lived in California for a little bit. Uh, grew up in Portland, Oregon, where I went to high school, went to college in Nashville, to the illustrious Fisk University, uh, proud HBCU. Hey, I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't realize that. Wow. Okay. So we, we yeah. do have a connection here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely love Nashville. Um, so after college, I moved to New York uh, after deciding not to go to law school, which I was a pre-law under, I was a pre-law major in undergrad, but it just was not my, was not my, was not my ministry. It was not my calling. Apparently moved to New York. Um, about a month after graduating and uh, as they say, cut my teeth in, in, in brand marketing, working for the Mary Kate Nashley brand and work my way up from there, working, navigating through um, working for high end jewelry brands. I landed over at Nike um, working for Michael Jordan for four and a half years. And then I decided to go and uh, back to school and obtain my MBA. So I have my MBA in media management pursuit from there, uh, advertising, entertainment, uh, working for BET and big um, advertising agencies like Uniworld and moved into print. So my last job in corporate America was right here in California. After I left New York, I moved to California uh, as the director of entertainment marketing for the Los Angeles Times. So I, my career really has been all around marketing, brand marketing, entertainment marketing, integrated marketing. And it was really, it really chose me. Obviously, as I told you, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, and uh, then I ended up with a career in corporate marketing, and then I got burnt out with corporate America, and then beauty came back a-knocking, right? Um, It's always been a part of my life. Since I was 14 years old, I actually went to beauty school in high school while attending high school, so graduating with a diploma in one hand and a beauty school certificate in the other, and I was really... I found I found my passion at that time, but I was not ready to jump full into beauty. I felt like education was my was the key to freedom and prosperity, and it's and I still believe that. So I took the traditional route, went to um, college, and did hair and makeup all throughout college. So that and so you know this is a full circle moment for me. Twenty twelve, 
deciding to leave corporate America and start beauty full time. And it has been a blessing and the best decision I ever made. Wow. That's so awesome. I think I, I love it so much because I think sometimes you see beauty influencers and you just assume that they've always been in that field or maybe like, oh, maybe they transition, you know, from modeling into like influencer, but you're like, no, I'm straight out of corporate America. <laughs> well, you know what? And the funny thing is I never call myself an influ- beauty influencer. I call myself an influential beauty expert. And there's fundamentally a difference because I, I have credentials, right? And, and, and that matters. And not to say that not of influencers do not. But the distinction is, is that, you know, I come with a pedigree, not only educational, but, but, but professional. So I coupled that with my beauty, um, my beauty acumen, uh, with my business acumen to really be an asset to not just consumers of beauty, but also beauty brands. And so that's why I like to consider myself more of an influential beauty expert as opposed to, you know, a traditional influencer. Sure. And I think that's a great distinction that you make because when I think about marketing and, and my experience in the field, I, I really believe it's the core of business. Like it is the axis on which all of the other aspects of business really revolve. So when you have that deep understanding, it's like, okay, you can go into these other areas and, and really dominate, quite frankly. What made you choose marketing? I'm curious. You know, actually, you know, as I said, marketing chose me for, for I, I think I think as I started to um, to grow in the industry and, and, and move from position to position. I mean, I, you know, I had within my thirties, I was able to have a really, you know, successful career very fast, you know, in New York. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, that the core of marketing is strategy and creativity. And I think that knowing those were my strengths really drew me to that business. And I think that now that I look back, I understand why it was so aligned because, to create something out of nothing is 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 is, an, is a very powerful skill set, and I think as a as a marketer who is successful, you can go from brand to brand um, and from product to product as long as you have the same foundational elements in order to how to approach you know and how to approach that um, you could be successful. And I think that's really what that, I think that that attraction was really what led me into marketing. Sure, sure. So while you were in that space, kind of at what point did you decide, okay, I'm ready to take this leap into entrepreneurship? What was that transition like for you? You know, the transition actually didn't come easy. I, I felt, and the reason is, is because, you know, after 14 years, you know, I'm making six figures. I have a lifestyle, you know, that I love. I'm in my early thirties. I'm actually living the life that most people would love, you know, corporate cards and private jets and, you know, lavish vacations and, you know, in, in, in San Tropez and Guila, like all of these great perks that come with having a, you know, uh, the steady income of a corporate lifestyle. And, um, but I just, I, I started to feel like there was more. I was not happy. I started to, and then here's what other, here's the other elements that started to happen. The people around me that I work with also started to, you know, uh, be on sort of the other, the opposite side of my energy. The, ne- the negativity started to come. It was almost like their energy was pushing me out. And yeah. the reason, and now I look back, I'm like, as they were pushing me out, God was pulling me in. You understand? And so when I got, when, so I took a sabbatical because I understood, and, and I've always been a spiritual person, so I know when things are happening, they're happening for a reason. So I took a sabbatical and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go retreat to my parents' home because they have a beautiful, big, quiet home in the mountain. I don't need to be around anyone, talk to, I need to get the answer. And truthfully, in that month time, in that month's um, span of taking that sabbatical, I got the answer. I just, I, I was still, I didn't, 
clutter my life and my time. And this is 2012. So, you know, social media and all of that wasn't as prominent as it is now. And I just needed to really get to the core of why, you know, this, this shift was happening. And I always call it the shift. Every interview that I've done, I talk about the shift and, and it, it really was allowing me to, to, peel back the layers of, of my life. And, and, and while all these things may look glamorous to other people, and it's great, and I actually appreciate the success that I've had, I've had there has to be more, and there was something more. So I ended up doing like a random makeover on my mom as she was, after she finished cooking some Jamaican food in the kitchen, it was in that moment, the answer came. I literally felt as though I was so present and so free and felt such level of gratification giving to her and receiving her response back after I was done and she looked in the mirror. Now, this wasn't the first time I did my mom's makeover. Trust and believe the family and friends received the free makeovers my whole life, right? But this time yeah. was different. This time yeah. was different. It was the it was the moment that God was gonna give me my answers. That's why it felt completely different for me. And I totally got it. So I was like, you know what guys, I I know this may not be popular for you, but I'm leaving here. I'm gonna go back to LA. And I'm going to walk away from corporate America and I'm going to pursue beautiful time. I have to do it now or, and I was 36. I was 36 when I made that decision. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so I went and I did that. So I did, I utilized all of those fundamental business things that I know were key in terms of making the transition, setting myself up, creating the right business structure and foundation, doing all the marketing, doing all the relate, you know, the connect and the relationship building, all the things that I know were necessary so that I can be successful very quickly in this business that's very competitive, oversaturated, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. I, that is so, so powerful. And I, I love it so much. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> she's like, she's like talking about my story, like just eight months ago. Um, but I resonate with that so deeply because I think even sometimes when I'm, you know, answering the question of, well, why did you, what made you decide that? And you're right. Like it wasn't a about the money. Like the money was there. Like I'm relatively young. It's like all of the things that you would want, but you still have that tug of like, there is more that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and you're exactly right. Like God will show you those signs. And sometimes yes. chaos is a sign is like, no, I'm not the author of confusion. So no. <laughs> can't be right. <laughs> that's so true. And that's why it's so important to be tapped in, you know, to the source. I understand that, you know, Sometimes, you know, life may not lead you to that path where spirituality is at the forefront of your, of who you are, but recognizing that everything comes with that. And, and I, and I knew, I, and I felt it, I would go into the office and I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? You know, why is, why are you giving me these terrible reviews when I'm like the best person on the team? In fact, I'm making you look good, but yet you're, you're reviewing me as though I am the most incompetent person. So it was, it's a strategy that yeah. they were creating to make me feel less than the, than the powerful woman that I know that I am because I presented myself as such. And so what, what could, what else could they do other than tell me that I'm not good? Realizing that, you know, you can't, <laughs> I've been through enough in my lifetime to let you, you know, change how I see myself. Right. That's so I had to make it move out. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. So tell us a little bit about, kind of let us behind the scenes of the life, kind of a day in the life of a beauty. I'm just going to say beauty entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's, what's a day in the life like? 
There is no day in the life. That's what's so amazing about it. Now, listen, it's not all lights, camera, action, glitz, and glamour, right? There is, as an entrepreneur, you know that, you know, everything is, is that we do um, is literally a lot of, you know, um, strategy, a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, managing different things. And I'm a mom as well to a beautiful little two-year-old girl. So there's that, you know, the mom life as well. So for me as an entrepreneur, there in beauty particularly, it can go anywhere from working on a TV set of some of the most, you know, shows that you guys love, whether it be on WeTV, OWN, or Bravo, um, doing red carpets if it's award season, doing weddings. I'm also managing a team of people. So I'm also helping them to get opportunities within production. So I'm talking to production companies about, you know, staffing up talent, whether it be hair and makeup people. I'm also, I also contribute to different, uh, uh, platforms for for beauty content so i'm writing articles giving tips i also help to support a lot of brands on content and and brand um, management so i'm you know uh curating content for beauty brands as well so my world is is very multifaceted it's definitely no one day is the same but i think at the core of it all you know i'm doing everything in the spirit and the nature of beauty whether it be you know empowering consumers whether it be making my clients look and feel their best whether it be you know developing great content so brands can reach their consumers in an authentic way uh it's very dynamic and that's what i really love about it and i'm in control of how it flows you know when i was working for someone else i didn't have that level of autonomy now i have that autonomy to say this is what my day is going to look like and i can say no as well. I have the freedom to say no. I don't like that product, so therefore I can't promote it, right? I have the freedom to do that, right? <laughs> or I can say, yes, I love that product. Not only do I want to support that product, but how can I partner with that product on a bigger way? So I have the the um the ceiling is high, very high. Actually, there is no ceiling. There is no ceiling, you know, yeah. For me yeah. as an entrepreneur and 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 the amount of possibilities within our bit within my business but there is a there's obviously the glamorous side of it let make no mistake about it this is beauty so i celebrate it but as an entrepreneur i don't want anyone to think that this that there you know that there's not work because there are times when people want to align with me in my business and then they realize how much grunt work is required and they're like oh okay then the, the emails stop coming yeah. they want to be a part of when i'm taking the beautiful pictures and doing the great events where they can smile and hang out and gin champagne. Mm -hmm. But when I'm at home and I'm in the, in the in middle of it and I'm trying to do spreadsheets, or I'm trying to create a presentation or I'm like, this kit needs to be cleaned or I'm unpacking products. All of that grunt work part of it. is the reality. It's a part of it. And you have to be ready and willing to do both. You have to be ready to sit in, you know, in, in the, in the tank top and the lounge pants with with just lip gloss on or maybe nothing at all and get the work done as much as you are ready to to be glammed up within your, in your hair and makeup and, and get on the red carpet and take photos as the as the beauty boss you have to be willing to to uh take both absolutely and i think that's definitely a principle regardless of your your interest in terms of entrepreneurship or your industry i mean it's it's one there the off season is real <laughs> The, the, practice, the practice is real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. It's, 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 you know, and, and I am a firm believer, like, you know, what you do in practice is what you do, you know, in the game. And so I, I am one of those people that I work, I work hard and I play hard. 
you know, as well. So you'll, as equally as you'll celebrate, I celebrate doing the work and making great things happen. I am also about having fun and, and, and enjoying the fruits of my life, all the things that I work really hard to do and surrounding myself with great people who are willing to celebrate those moments as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know we have some listeners on that are probably really interested in making that leap themselves. Oh, I'm, I'm in corporate America. I'm definitely agreeing. I can understand that. I'm thinking about transitioning. What would you say is maybe something that you enjoy the most about entrepreneurship and maybe what's something that you enjoy the least? You know, as I said, I think the most thing that I enjoy is that I'm constantly able to create. There is no ceiling for what I can do and what I can do. So, you know, now I'm in the process of developing products. So I, I can, I can continue to scale up and really figure out, okay, what are other things that I want to do in the spirit of beauty in the name of beauty that really are aligned with my brand that will um, allow me to make a, add more value. And so I think about all of those things all the time and I'm saying, wow, I can do all things. I could do all things as an entrepreneur. And that is one of the greatest things. The greatest challenge in being an entrepreneur is, is the fact that you are doing all things a lot of times. And I am one of those people that believe, that sometimes I believe like, if you want to get something done right, like do it yourself. Sometimes I feel that not everyone has your work ethic or your, your, your desire for excellence. See, because excellence is a barometer for me. And if you're not coming with your A game, whatever, whatever task I give you, whatever task you're working with me on, I, you got to bring your A game every time. And I don't believe that a lot of people, you know, have that mindset. So it, it, it gives me a very, very small percentage of people that I can tap into. And that's the downside of things. So I've had to learn to, to be a little bit flexible, you know, in, in terms of um, how I am looking at the, ex or the expectations of the people that I'm leading. Now I have high expectations, but I come with it with a little bit more of like, okay, this is going to take some grooming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they have the, the core things that I need and, the, and there's these other elements that are, I'm not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? right? I'm, right. I'm going to, there's going to be some grooming that needs to take place. So the challenge is just being able to get enough competency on board. People who are, who are willing to stick in there with you, like I said, not just when the, it's lights, camera, actions, but when it's the blood and the sweat as well. And then also, you know, um, the loyalty. Loyalty is really important as, as an entrepreneur because a lot of what we create is proprietary. A lot of what we create is unique and, and, and unique to us. And, and so sometimes you, you want to protect that intellectual property. And now you find yourself having to sign NDAs and things like that before you even have conversations or before you bring anyone into your fold. So those are elements that you now have to, and that's not as creative and as fun and as sexy. You'd be like, okay, uh, let's sign this NDA. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. You know, and all these elements where, you know, they, you have to handle that up front and, mm -hmm. and for people to be loyal to you and, 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 and understand to protect your, understand why it's so important to not just protect your business, but to protect your relationship within the business as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you made this transition from being in corporate to transitioning to entrepreneur now as a business owner, founder of the Glam Agency. What advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs? Wow. I think, you know, at this point in the stage, the advice that I would give entrepreneurs is you, you really need to know your why. Mm 
Because if you don't have that why, right, and it has to be bigger than just money. It has to be, and in our industry, it has to be bigger than, I want to work for a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I want to have a celebrity yeah. client. Your why has to be bigger than that. Your reason has to be bigger than that. And, it, and, and, and the, because it's going to take you through some things, right? There is a process and there is, um, there's going to be a lot of moments that you're going to think twice, regret, wish that you may have gone back to corporate. Cause yeah, it's like, Oh, let me, go LinkedIn right yeah, let, me <laughs> let me go on LinkedIn and see if I'm still connected to some of those executives that I used to work with. Right. So you're going to have those moments that are going to question, you're going to question your choice as an entrepreneur. Cause it's going, they're, they're going to be challenges, but mm-hmm. it comes with the territory. Everyone that I know that is successful, that I look up to, you know, that are, that are on their own and doing their own thing have gone through, have gone through, but they've gone through it. Yeah. That's the point. You have to have a level of stick-to-itiveness to get through it, a level of persistence to get to it. And then your why will allow you to start with the end in mind. So when you start with the end in mind, you're, you're willing to know that on the road to success is going to come some persecution, meaning there's going to be some challenges, but yeah. that's also part of it. You have to be willing and ready to be afflicted for you to also be willing and ready to receive the abundance and the prosperity that comes with you living your dream and doing the things that you love to do. So I would say that just have that level of spirit to understand genuinely and purely why you want to get into this and be willing to stick it out no matter what. Your family may not agree. They may think that you are the nuttiest person for leaving a, you know, your full-time job and you know, going from the no, un, going from the known to the unknown. Trust yeah, like, and what do you do? What, what is? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may not know, and they may not. But it is not for them to have the vision. It is mm-hmm. not for them. It is it is for you. And so, if you if you can be able to filter out that noise, even if it is coming from people genuine, people who love you, because oftentimes in your family, the people that are not receptive have never done what you're trying to do. They've never taken a risk. They've never took a leap of faith. They've never stepped out of their comfort zone. They've been in the same job, in the same environment. Some of them stuck in the same relationships that aren't doing much for them. And so these are cycles that they're, you know why it's important for them, for you, for them to encourage you to repeat those cycles? Because they won't ever have to change. Yeah. See, they're going to have to adjust to the new you, the boss you. The entrepreneur you. And they may not be, they, they may not be ready to do that. So they're going to keep you in the boss of their comfort zone, but you have to know the difference between, you know, some of those energies that are coming towards you. It's going to take a very, very level, strong level of courage to be an entrepreneur. It really is. And especially if you've worked in corporate America for a very long time and you're making this transition because people only know you as, as, as one way. The other thing is you be willing to let go of those, of, of like the former you, like, you know, so you're stripping away the, the title of, oh, I'm a director of this. I'm this Because trust and belief, no one cared about that when I came into this business. They're like, okay, Michael, work for Michael Jordan is cute, but can you do a beautiful face and do it flawlessly? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, those are the things. Yeah. You have to be humble enough to be where you are and, and, and keep the vision of where you want to go in, in mind. So I know that probably was more than one thing, but it's all like a collective of things that are it was, so it important. Was everything. <laughs> it <was> everything. Like <laughs> everything. I mean, 
just uh, powerful, powerful, powerful. I hope the listeners like run that back and listen to it again. It's so true. There's this whole, you know, people ask me, they're like, what's the one, the biggest lesson that you've learned? I'm like, I didn't realize how much of my, and I thought I like, no, that, that's not me, but how much of my identity was tied to what I was doing in corporate because I had the card, the car, the, 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 you know, the wardrobe, the, yeah. what class is that? Uh, what hotel is that? Like yeah. you, you have that level of status. And as you move up, you build this brand equity with these people and it's like, that becomes you, you know, or, or the way that you relate to you and you step into entrepreneurship and it's like, huh, that was cute, but <laughs> we're starting to round up over here. <laughs> right. And the, one of the things that, one of the crazy things that happened to me, I'm going to get personal for a minute because I know this is me. I know there are other people who may have and may, and just may experience this. So when I was making the transition, I was in a relationship at that time. This is back in 2012. And when I was really, and so when he met me, I was that style, that status, you know, driving the, you know, the drop top Mercedes Benz, living in this big, beautiful townhouse in the heart of LA, you know, staying at five star hotels when I would travel and he would have access to all of those things as well. And, you know, when I said, you know what, I'm walking away and I'm leaving it. My value to him was so intrinsically tied to mm-hmm. that level of status that when I decided to go into to, to walk away and shift the entrepreneurship, I was no longer, I no longer had that value for him. I was no longer that important, you know, for him. So his whole disposition started to change because I went from, in his mind, from something to nothing, Yeah, you know, and, and boy, was he confused because I'm always something Come and I'm always, you know what I mean? And so yeah. he was so tied to the, you know, to the stuff. Stuff that he couldn't, that you know what I mean, that he couldn't see the vision. He wasn't, and but I'm so glad that God revealed that to me, right? So I could dodge that bullet, right? So I can, like, thank you for that way. So, because you need people in your life that are going to lift you up, no matter how you move or where you go. You need people to be like, okay, I'm going with you because I love you and I trust you and I believe that you're that you're that you're following your true self. Yeah. You know, and, and, and those are the kind of people that you need in your life, whether it be romantic relationships, friends, you need people in your life that are going to, as Oprah says, take you higher. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And speaking of those people, I mean, that's what we're all about. So when we think, when I think about, you know, resilience or just that persistence, being able to thrive through those hard moments, I think your tribe matters. And so when you're thinking about that in your industry, like what are some tips that you would share in terms of how you've cultivated relationships and you've built that tribe around you that helped to lift you higher? You know, so one of the things that I, and, and, and the interesting thing is some of my tribe I have never met. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm through TV or, mm-hmm. you know, social media, I'm able to glean from their wisdom and be yes. inspired by them. Everyone knows my number one is Oprah, uh, you know, and then there are other people, you know, like um, the legendary Bob Proctor who talks about prosperity and abundance all of the time. You know, I absolutely love people who are, who are visionaries, who are the best, you know, at what they do. Um, in my industry, for instance, Sam Fine, who is the most prolific makeup artist uh, in the world who has touched every face in the last three decades and with him being in the business, he's such a humble and talented human being. And I've had the pleasure of being around him, so I can say that you know um, that really had that really transformed me to have that connection, you know, with him. Um, but then there's also, you know, like I said, just a lot of people who you know I look at, I, I follow those people on social media who I feel have 
on in some on some level are are adding value to my life and i don't find social media to be a place to play right i just don't because i don't have the time one and you will never see me on a tiktok or anything like that not because it's not cute and i get it like people need moments to entertain and actually some people are actually developing equity out of their TikTok stuff. So I'm not knocking it. It's just not my ministry. It's not for me. What I want to do is to be able to say, if I have free access and free advertising opportunity and free promotional and free everything, because right now Instagram and Facebook are free, what am I going to get? Yeah. Fill me up from you know, from this, from the, from that space. And so I'm tapping into people that are going to fill me up from that space. And then outside of that, I have really amazing friends. A lot of them I went to college with who are all respected women in their uh, industries. And they are literally a text or phone call away. And within minutes I can get feedback. I can get, you know, support. I can, you know, they can listen this whole weekend i'm getting phone calls because everyone's in quarantine and people are like literally like don't know what to do because they can't go to the hair salon and i'm like melissa what do i need to do i just chopped my hair off what what do you recommend um my skin i'm my skin is looking crazy can you you know what what do you recommend oh i'm i ran out of i can't go to sephora because i ran out of uh concealer what do you recommend so you know my tribe taps yeah. into me Right. But, you know, but, you know, we have a reciprocal relationship and I have really, really amazing friends that I call my sisters who are great. I have also great mentors who are men who are at the top of their fields and I can easily, you know, tap into, you know, them as well. So I just really, I I really look at the people that I can literally touch. And then those that are more virtual to me that are still um, as valuable. They may not know me, but I know who they are. Uh, And one day they may know me. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i'm not you know i've been in, in the circle of oprah i would say she knows me by name but i've been on three occasions and i feel like three is a beautiful number so maybe that you know so i'm gonna yeah. speak that right but no she is she is the ultimate uh uh inspiration for me in every area of my life and um i just think it's just important that you have you you, you want to be able to say this is this is these per this person has principles and values and they've lived enough to be able to you know have glean from them mm-hmm. and that can come from that can literally come from anyone but yeah. for me you know those are it's just really I, I keep that top of mind that that's fantastic it reminds me um, i had an opportunity to sit in on a workshop by uh, tashonda dockett so she's the ceo of chase consumer bank woman uh-huh. of color bad black woman like amazing and one thing that she said that that really resonated deeply with me is that we oftentimes look for mentorship not recognizing that mentorship is all around us even mm-hmm. people that we don't know can be mentors so i love that you shared that because it's just uh, it's so true it's like hey tap into, you know, people that are sharing their content, they may not know you, but they can still be your mentor. <laughs> yeah, they really can. You know, and, and also the traditional ways of looking at mentorship, you know, that has to be, um, re- you know, you have to rethink it. And part of the reason why is because people get really sensitive when they reach out to someone, they don't respond. So here they are, they have this burning desire to want to do something. They're like, only if I had a mentor, yeah, yeah. Well, this actually makes sense to me. And the truth about it, the truth of the matter is, is that if someone doesn't respond to you, send an email, you know that this is person you really want. It don't 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 take it as a personal insult if someone <clears throat> doesn't get back to you or they're not available to you. You know, for whatever reason, just just 
you know, move. You have to be able to move on. Don't get in your feelings. Because you know how many people's passion and desires and spirits get killed because they feel like someone has like intentionally ghosted them or dissed them or not, you know, responded to them in whatever way. And, you know, there are a myriad of reasons. And so you can't take things personally when you're asking someone for their time. Mentorship is someone offering their time to you. And so not everybody's willing to do that. Yeah. But it shouldn't keep you, it shouldn't take you off course for what you want to do. Move on to the next person. Or, as we're talking about, find someone virtually and just do your own thing. I find a lot of power in like self-motivating mm-hmm. and then a lot and then somehow, some way, the universe aligns other people to to, to validate that for me. So I very rarely have I ever had to seek out mentors. They I, I attract them. Can, can you, I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> that is powerful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, because if you, when you're you have to know that you, yeah, we're energy, right? And so there are people and, and situation moments waiting for you to, to, to align with your true self. Yes. And once you're in that space, you'll be amazed what will come to you. But if you're all over the page and you're stressed and you're worried and you, you're the victim and you, you know what I mean? Yep, you yep. got, you know, you are not going to, if you, you can't attract it. And even if you try to reach out for it, it's not going to respond to you. And it's happening, it's happening for a reason. So I would just say like, pay attention to that, but please do not allow, allow someone else to, to kill your dream and your vision because they didn't respond to you. Don't take it personally. Just move on. So, so good. So good. So, Melissa, I know all the listeners are like, okay, we got to stay connected with her so we <laughs> can keep, keep, keep picking up these gems she's dropping. So, how can we stay connected with you? Yeah, so I am everywhere on social media at Melissa Hibbert. And then my website is melissahibbert.com. Um, I offer, you know, one on one, you know, um, mentorship or um, not mentorship, but more so like coaching because I have successfully been able to transition out of corporate America. But then also I align that with like image and beauty and, and, and image development because I feel that it is really important to have a uniqueness when you're going into any business or any entrepreneur, what makes you stand out? What makes you unique? And so I help people to discover that, um, you know, through beauty and lifestyle elements as well. Um, and then, you know, I, my team and I, we are right now in a position where we're just, we are waiting to see what's going to happen after, after COVID. But one of the great things we're doing, we're still allowing ourselves to be available to, to women and some men, um, offering, you know, beauty consulting, uh, virtually and all those things. So there's multiple ways that you can tap in. I'm getting ready to launch a skincare line. So you guys just follow me. And look out for, you know, look out for a lot of the great things that are coming, but at Melissa Hibbert everywhere. Fantastic. And are there any specific ways that our audience can support you? I I know you said you had the product line coming out, which I'm super excited about. Y'all, Melissa (laughs) is always flawless. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You know, the product line is great. Um, You know, I have a couple ventures um, that, that are, uh, that probably within the next few weeks you'll definitely be able to tap into. But if you follow me on social media, if you, you know, definitely if you, I am here to help. I, I am, I, I believe that, 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 that service is a part of, you know, my calling. So that's why I say, you know, having these virtual 
one-on-one sessions. I help women through, you know, helping them to create their own makeup looks to going through their makeup bags and just discarding things, especially right now is a great time to just clean out the old and bring in the new. Um, you know, I, and, and again, with just being able to help women to really think and live worthy of, of all things that, that are necessary for them to thrive and to be successful is really what I'm about. So, you know, I have really created this, um, this coaching program that really helps them to that. But all of that is on my website at uh, melissahibbert.com. And again, just continue to follow me on social media at Melissa Hibbert everywhere. Awesome. We'll definitely do that and make sure you all check out the show notes from this episode because we'll include all of those links there. This conversation has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, your energy, your inspiration. It's been so, so good. And the way we close every episode is by leaving it in the ball in your court. Let us know uh, what does it mean to you to be a thriver? Ooh. <laughs> you know, to me, Mm. A thriver is a person who is willing to continue to leap and, you know, and, and, to, and to move through life with a, with a spirit and an energy of endless possibility. Mm, you thrive because you know that you can. You thrive because you know that you will. You thrive because you know that you were born to. And that to me is really what life is about. Goosebumps! <laughs> Thank you so, so much. That was amazing. I had such a blast. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up. Listen, these are our first few episodes and it would mean so much to have you subscribe, rate, and review the Career Thrivers podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend and until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.